Broadcasting live, weekday mornings, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Indeed it is. Uh, sports fans, fun seekers, and men and girls about town, and bon vivants. How you doing? Grabbing up a light in here, I guess. So. Seems like it's all right. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, Patrick Timpone here. It's a Friday morning, the 21st of April, and um, only way to communicate this day would be email, as the phone 800 line is still not happy. It's not happy. So we do email. And that would be Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We have a lot to talk about this morning on Fridays and some other days. We just kind of do a, you know, just you and I together chatting about life and love and fooling around and peace, love, and hippie beads and the world around us and our world. I don't, uh, I don't do this just to hear myself talk. I, um, actually, I'm getting to the point where I don't even know why I do it anymore. It's just what we do because it's the way that we managed to to make a living for the past, past 15 years. And um, it's an interesting mm, evolution of the show and because it's just, um, you know, It's it's um, just impossible for me to put on some actor, some persona, you know, this talk show guy, and I'm this, and because and, I'm just always going through stuff like you are and changing and growing, and and so it, the show just kind of <clears throat> evolves, and I don't know, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, but uh, I feel good, um, feel better than ever than I have in my whole life. So that's good. Um, you know, sleeping better and uh, beginning to sleep better. Wow, it's been a really amazing journey on the sleep thing. Just have no idea. Uh, can I have a little bit of this here? Okay. Have a little bit of a green tea thing going. I get this really nice green tea from, I think it's uh, Thailand or Vietnam, or Vietnam, Thailand, at the farmer's market, believe it or not, in Dripping Springs. And yeah, really nice fellow. And it's just pure green tea with just a little bit of mint, and I do less than a teaspoon, just to have a little, a little something in the morning. We always... Most of us like a little something in the morning like that because we just kind of uh, grown into having, you know, back in our coffee days and just a habit, you know, just a little hit. Won't hurt you. Green tea's pretty good for you. I do better on that than coffee. And I really like coffee, but I just can't take it. So I, I got to the point where I was doing like one teaspoon out of a homeopathic dose of coffee and and I just, I'll go for two or three days and, oh, this is really good, I like it. And then they say, no, I just don't, 
I don't like the, you know, up and down thing of caffeine. Some people do really well on it. I don't, I don't, uh, I used to back in the day. I can remember, well, especially in the 70s, we, I was doing a morning show in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, you get there at 5 and get on the air at 6. You go 6 to 10, start drinking coffee at 5, and, and we would just drink coffee all morning, you know. We were so whacked out by 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. Drink a lot of coffee. And it was really bad coffee, you know. You can, you can imagine the coffee they have at a radio station. I don't even know what it, remember what it was. They, these coffee machines and just think we would have had really good coffee back then. My God. But um, back in the days. Right? Back in the days. I was going through some emails this morning and put a little color on them so we can find them more easily which is a great concept. Great concept of finding these emails here. How long do you think babies should be breastfed and what is the most fertile food for both men and women? Well, I mean, I'm no expert on babies. I haven't had any this lifetime. It's still in my future. Um, I've known... I've known ladies that uh, did the breastfed thing, a lot of them, over the years, and and the really healthy ones, they would just do it as long as, pretty much for years, two or three years if you want. I mean, it's the best food ever, and you can start adding people food whenever you want, and it's just up to you. Um, I don't think there's a should or could or would, or a, Pretty much what I've gleaned over the years from, you know, people that supposedly know about these things. And nobody does. I mean, come on. Let's just be real here. I mean, have you ever seen any real studies? I know they're probably out there. I mean, really authentic studies of, I guess they are there. You could probably find them. But I mean, how long would you know for sure? I would just do it as long as you feel comfortable. As long as the baby likes it and you're making milk and everybody's happy, baby's growing, looks good, poops good, why not? It's a nice connection for you and baby. And uh, The most fertile food. What do you mean fertile food? Food to keep you fertile? Myrtle? Is that what you mean? Fertile food? You know, it just depends on... Um, Depends on what you want to eat. I think uh, I think the evidence is there for many people, including myself and many others, that a diet that's heavy on animal foods um, is um, 
does people do really well on it? There's all kinds of uh, evidence if you really look at... uh, I think somebody sent me a a video. Let me see if I can find it and put it up and we can play the audio really quick. Here's a lady that is a carnivore and I can't do the video, but I'll do the audio. And she went in to the USDA website and she came out with this. It's kind of a visual, but I think you'll get it. Let me turn on the microphone. I find out all I eat is meat and eggs. I tell them I get the nutrients from the meat. It has all the nutrients you need, but they often don't believe me. So I created a little chart and this is what I'm gonna start showing them. This is a nutrient density. Okay. Well, I just figured out my, my video microphone wasn't working. So we're gonna start again. Know the Source on One Radio Network. Okay, here we go. For those of you on audio, sorry if I'll repeat myself a little bit. I didn't say anything too important anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, we just discovered the the audio and video was not working, and uh, people couldn't read my lips. It's great, man. People couldn't read my lips. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. Good morning, Um Again, sorry to the audio folks, so we have a redo, a, a do-over. And here we are. It's a Friday morning, and it would be the 21st of April, OneRadioNetwork.com. 21st of April, OneRadioNetwork.com. If you'd like to be on the show, um, so I just got an email that said, I can't hear you. Oh, God, and I looked in the one switch wasn't on. It's great, isn't it? Anyway, uh, so here we are. Our phone lines are still out, and so we will do emails this morning. Certainly going to be fun once we get our little, man, once we get our little thing back. Our 800 line, I'll be excited about that. I'm going to bring something up here and see if we can watch it. Maybe we'll be able to. Forget about it. So here we are. Um, thanks for being, uh, joining us. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We were just kind of talking about what, uh, what we're eating. I uh, had an email this morning. It was very nice from Julianne. Um, enjoy your show. You're looking good lately. I don't know what you're doing. What are you eating? Thanks uh, for doing your show. Well, um, I'm eating less is what I'm doing. <laughs> eating less, so I think maybe that's a big part of... Uh, I really am, and, and I think that um, you might look into 
um, uh, eating less food and just in general, regardless of what you're eating, and see if you can get by on on less food and look as good, keep your skin looking good, keep your weight where you want it, and just eat less of it. I think you'll find you'll have more fun because it's easier to digest less, and so that takes away a lot of you know a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to 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 um, to digest. Um, really, takes more energy to digest uh, vegetables than it does meat. People think it's the other way around, but it's not. I know it seems counterintuitive, but you will find, if you play around with it, that you can have some meat or raw eggs or almost raw meat, just really as raw as you can, or raw fish, raw eggs, raw milk, raw butter, raw fat, just fat, that your body does really uh, well with it and will digest it quite easily much more easily than vegetables. You see, vegetables, I know it seems weird, huh? vegetables um, have fiber, lots of fiber in them, and fiber is not digestible. It's important to know, fiber is not digestible. That's why you'll hear radio commercials, uh, I hear them on, KOBJ, when I hear, listen to them, sometimes they say that uh, Metamucil, right? Metamucil, eat it every day, and it's just fiber, and it will help you, help you poop. Well, it, it uh, I don't know about help you poop, it'll just, it, it, it's just got to come out. You see, vegetables, um, fruit, you'll, you'll have to, eliminate more often with these foods because there's more undigestible um, material in there. So it's got to come out because you can't digest it. Fiber is not digestible. And raw vegetables, a lot of the vegans do, and some of them do very well on it. Um, um, It's even more difficult to digest vegetables when they're raw. Cooking vegetables helps to digest them. But if you eat animal foods mostly raw, uh, you'd be surprised how quiet things can get down there. Your stomach is just quiet and no gas, no nothing. And you don't, you don't eliminate as often because there's no fiber in there. It's mostly just um, amino acids, protein, especially steak. Not much into there. It has to come back out. It's almost all usable. And it goes right to your body. Meat, muscle, goes right to your body. is muscle. And the fat is used up in your brain. And so that's for the most part what I'm doing right now. And, you know, what I do doesn't 
doesn't mean you should do it at all, but just I, I keep playing around with it and uh, and I don't even remember the last time I had any carbs. Oh, but I think I'm going to start eating some more fruit and going to the hippie food store today and I think I'll experiment with uh, eating some fruit. I haven't been eating much fruit at all, hardly any fruit. So, but, well, let's just see uh, how I feel and, and how things work when I do that. So, figure out what you can do good with. So we have an email from Fraser, and I looked into this, kind of interesting. He said, have you looked into spermidine? Spermidine, and I, so I Googled and watched a couple videos on it. And it's interesting, spermidine is some kind of a, a lab thing that they make. I think they make it out of wheat germ oil, and the theory is that spermidine um, helps you go, let me write it down, into autophagy, which helps the old dead cells die off and the new ones come in. I kind of think that this happens all the time anyway, so I don't know why we would need to take anything, but um, it's interesting that these folks that put out these uh, these supplements, like um, these things that will lengthen your telomeres, or spermidine, which induces autophagy, is what they do, pretty clever, so they get these science types together and they see that people, um, you can tell their biological age by the length of their telomeres. Evidently, telomeres are the, oops, dropped my pen. Telomeres are these, these things in your body that the longer they are, the, the longer you live. So, in my opinion, we, we lengthen our telomeres as we think younger and are happier and don't worry and eat, you know, eat the right foods for us, our body type. You might be vegan or vegetarian or carnivore or keto or something, whatever works for you and your telomeres will stay long or get longer. I don't know what they do. And the same way with the autophagy that as we eat less, I want to talk a little bit about today is we eat less and also fast like uh, intermittent fasting. Me, I eat a lot all the time but uh, some folks they believe that if you go 15, 20 hours in between a meal just eat once a day that it's uh, healthier for you. I um. I don't know about that one. Um, actually, I just eat when I get hungry. I think that's the best way to do it. But uh, I, 
you know, that's the only way I know how to do it. I don't think it's good for me when I get hungry and I don't eat. I feel like I want to eat. I eat something. That's the way I do it. You know, get a full fat yogurt or sour cream. I like sour raw sour cream or full fat yogurt or goat's milk or you can just just take spoonfuls of raw butter or even the beef tallow and get your little brain all happy again. Or even put some coconut oil in my green tea like I do. Kind of a bulletproof green tea. That fat hmm, keeps you going pretty good. So fat is really, really good for the brain and the mind, you know, the whole thing. So, you know, I'm not too sure about this idea of taking a, making something in a lab that goes to the result of good eating habits and good thinking habits, doing something like autophagy or stem cells, and then trying to make those things more of and then work it backwards. That just, just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I wouldn't spend my I looked at this thing, they were selling this spermidine for 150 bucks for 30 doses. But I know you can do the same thing just by exercising, some, you know, some weight training, good food, and uh, right thinking. I think you can do all of that, save 150 bucks. And I would even posit, posit, I would even put forth the idea that when we, when we do things to the body trying to affect the symptom, right, like a good example would be um, lab-made testosterone shots, right, or these BBs they put in your bum, those kind of things, that those are, those are very detrimental because it's, it's just messing up the whole natural progression of testosterone. Now we, we've been promoting pine pollen, which is a food from a tree, pollen, and the, the members of the forest use testosterone, use pine pollen to give them chi and mojo, and turns out when you give it to boys and girls, it boosts their, helps their body to make more available testosterone. It doesn't put testosterone in there, it just helps the body to make more. And this happens with um, elk velvet antler, with a surthrival, pine pollen, surthrival, colostrum, surthrival, and several products with shen blossom, including my fave, which is, I don't think I have a bottle up here, which is um, Arise, A-R-I-S-E, that's on shen blossom. So that's pretty cool. It just helps the body. These are herbs. The Arise are just a bunch of herbs, Chinese medicine herbs. And in Chinese medicine, they're always very careful to work with the body, to help the body to do things, more of it. And this is what herbs do. 
and in the right combination, they've been used for thousands of years. They're very powerful, and they're not so much putting something in the body and say, oh, here, take this, and now you have more of this, like a supplement, but it's really working with the body, natural cycles, herbs. Acupuncture does the same thing, right? Acupuncture, meditation, contemplation, all of these things do the same thing where it just helps the body to um, get more relaxed, calm, and chilled out, and less tension, and then the body just does more of what it wants to do more easily. That's what it does. It's kind of good, kind of minty. I have some full-fat cream in there, raw cream, and um, just a hit of maple syrup. Kind of nice, you know? Oh, we've got some good emails to come in we'll get to. Um, fertile food for both men and women. Oh, we've covered that. I think, I think animal foods are... Try it. See how you do with it. I know that uh, Dr. Um, Kiltz, K-I-L-T-Z, who we have, we've had on the show, he's a fertility expert. This is what he does for a living. This is what he does. He helps people have babies. And he's a carnivore. And... Um, he gets them on an animal-based diet, all the things we talk about, and he has a very good success rate of having couples get pregnant. That's what he does for a living. That's what he does for a living. Earth Day tomorrow. Oh, we. They got a big Earth Day super sale on our uh, um, air doctor. These air purifiers we really like. Um, big sale going on right now on One Radio Network. If you want to get one now, now's the time to do it. You can save up to 300 bucks on individual purifiers. Wow. These are really nice. Um, I have one of these, I have one of these glass kettles. You've ever seen the whistling tea kettles. What I use to heat up water. I like glass for everything. That's all I like cooking is glass. Well, I have one skillet, you know, the black iron skillet. But then I use it. And so the other day I was heating up water for tea and so I put the tea in there and I put the thing back on and and I didn't turn, I had it on really low, I didn't turn off the, one brain dead, didn't turn off the gas. And even though it was really low, you know, I couldn't see it. That's why I couldn't see it. And plus I have one of these plates on the gas stove so it doesn't crack the, 
so I couldn't see the gas. It's just like a black plate, and you put the kettle on top of there, so you can't even see that the gas is on or off. So I use that as my excuse, but I went brain dead, and you know, went out to lunch for a minute, thought about something, and poof, just that's how it happens. Think about something, you're in another state of consciousness for 30 seconds or 20 seconds, and boom, you just lost track of where you are. This is all how it happens. And um, so this black plastic cap is on there. So I'm answering emails at my little desk near the kitchen and smelling all oh So the, the black, the black, uh, you know, the black lid is melting, right, because of the heat. And just then the air filter starts going, speeds up, smelled the plastic, and turned on higher speed. Um, It's pretty intuitive for about five minutes and just got all the the plastic toxic smell uh, out of there. And then it slows back down to the regular speed. So these things are cool. They're very quiet, and you can hear them speed up when you got some work to do. Um, Sometimes if you cook a lot of bacon, it'll do that too. Speaking of bacon, anyway, so that's the Earth Day Super Sale at Air Doctor. So after having Dr. Kanabi on, been thinking about this whole bacon thing and been thinking about uh, a bit, well, you know, what what are these pigs eating? That if they're eating corn and soy, or if the bacon we're getting are eating corn and soy, then we are getting these overabundance of omega-6s, uh, high oleic acid, linoleic acid, and uh, been proven, if you really look at the the charts and the graphs, that these things are not good. It's um, omega-6 things. They're just not good for us. The seed oils, you know, the cotton, cotton seed oil, soybean oil, all of the oils, canola oil, and then you get this linoleic acid thing going, and um, um, Kanabi, and he's got this this book with about sixty pages of notes, addendums at the end at the end of the book, you know, to fortify and to kind of make the case for what he's saying. So he spent a lot of years on this book, and these seed oils are not good. You know, uh, Ray Pete talked about him. So anyway, uh, one of his his conjectures during the show that we did with him is that that animals, um, not so much cows, which is interesting because they've got these they've got these double tummies. So that's pretty uh, good information that even beef that is given corn which is maybe why this whole corn-fed beef thing is sustained as long as it has. It's, it's, not, it's not terrible, uh, according to um, Kanabi. Uh, it's just um, maybe grass-fed, grass-finished, certainly has, maybe have more nutrients, more usable minerals, 
certainly would, you know, have less chance of having glyphosates in there from corn and soy, which is not good. But at least you're not getting uh, the really dumb stuff, omega-6, when the cows do it. Now, the pigs are different and the chickens are different because they don't have the tummies like the cows do. They don't have the, you know, they're not ruminants. So evidently, when the cows have these double tummies, then they work they work through these omega-6 things. So corn-fed beef is not nearly as undesirable than eggs where they give the chickens corn and soy because then your eggs are filled up with um, the omega-6, high omega-6, hyaluronic acid, not good. So that's a little tricky. So I would encourage you to look at where you're getting your eggs and what they're feeding their chickens. If you have to write the company, they do have eggs these days that say they're soy-free, even organic, but so maybe you can find yourself some farmer's markets and you know, do that and ask the people. A lot of our farmer's markets, people don't do soy or corn, which is pretty cool. The bacon's a kind of a challenge I'm working on. I, I've been getting this bacon because my pig guy at the market, he doesn't do bacon. Um, so I'm going to see if I can. It's, it's just quite a different um, thing to do bacon. It takes a whole... whole other process to smoke it and all that and he tried it but it didn't work too well but anyway so I wrote the uh, see if I might be able to find it I wrote the uh, Applegate Farms people because I get Applegate Farms at um, H-E-B Bacon it's not organic but it's you know no antibiotics and natural and all that so whatever that means but I wrote them because I was kind of concerned that there's uh, quite a bit going around and uh, attorney attorney rents is going to be on the show in the next couple of weeks is concerned with especially pork people that are using some of these mRNA vaccine things for their pigs so they don't get COVID. Which obviously is just really stupid because there is no COVID. And it's <laughs> it's also stupid to give your pigs. Um, so I, I don't know how the connection with the mRNA that they may be giving, the pork or the bacon that you're eating. Um, but you might want to write the company uh, like I did that I can't find. And um, support. Um, but anyway, I wasn't really thrilled with their response. Um, they talked about that they have these uh, these other people, you know, that they use to, and they have all of their their suppliers of their pork and their bacon, and they they do vaccines to keep their herds healthy. And so I'm not going to get any more of that. So 
I'm on the lookout for a organic bacon that don't feed their don't give their cows vaccines and all that or meat or stuff kind of weird I know you know it's like <laughs> there's no end to this right there's just no end to this I just keep looking I'm sure there's some out there, so we'll find some organic and healthy bacon. If you find some, let me know. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Just let me know, and we'll do it. Hi, Patrick. I enjoy your show. Before going full carnivore 13 years ago, well, one of those things I learned was that cancer thrives on glucose. Cutting out carbs should help prevent the growth of cancer cells. That's the theory, and it makes sense. There's cancer treatment center in Mexico that we did with my wife, which offered innovative treatments that are literally banned in the U.S. by the various government agencies, served as what was referred to as the cancer diet, which contains no beef or or pork and included chicken without skin, shrimp, salmon. Hmm. So it wasn't strictly plant-based diet. In any case, it seemed that that all the bright lights in the alternative treatment space advocate a mainly vegetarian way of eating. I thought, why is that a species-appropriate way of eating? Carnivore causes cancer to grow. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't think there's any evidence that meat, uh, animal-based foods cause cancer to grow. Uh, There's no evidence to that. Matter of fact, um, Seafried, Dr. Seafried, who we had on maybe a month ago, he has spent his whole life looking at uh, cancer cells and what they thrive on. And it was definitely sugar. Glutamine and sugar. Glutamine and sugar is what cancer cells thrive on, according to Seafried. Hey, Doodle, what's up? What's up, baby? So, um, oh, I found the Applegate. Okay, I'll read you this. So this is one of the leading natural, natural, no antibiotics, no, no, um, that's what they put on their label, no antibiotics, no this or that, no GMO um, foods. I think, yeah, no GMO food, which is good. Um, it, I wrote them a letter and asked them, that, they said, Applegate works with third-party certifiers like Global Animal Partnerships, 
to ensure that the animals are raised and handled in ways that we believe line up with our mission and truly honor the five freedoms. Accordingly, all of our animals must have a health plan that most often involves vaccinations. A strong immune system is critical for disease prevention. That's not true. Vaccines do not make the immune system stronger in animals or people. That's just not true. So, you can probably end there and just don't eat this stuff. Each farm has its own healthy plan, so the exact products and vaccination plans will vary. Vaccinations are extremely important to provide health through a strong immune system, especially since we do not use antibiotics for growth and no vaccination includes antibiotics. So you see, antibiotics is just uh, things that they use for bacteria. Uh, vaccines are things that animal producers use for viruses, which do not exist, have never existed, have never been proven to exist, and are simply dangerous, in my opinion, to feed any animal, your dog, your cat, or your cow, or your chicken, or your goat. They are not needed, and they're just making your animal weaker, and they'll get sick more. Vaccinating them, they just will. It's been proven. Just don't vaccinate I know families never given an inch of vaccination. Homeschool their kids. They're the brightest, healthiest children that I've seen anywhere. You see them, you know the difference. My girl who's lying here, Doodle, she had a couple, I think there were three little puppy vaccines before we got her. We found her in the, out of a newspaper in San Antonio. It wasn't a breeder, it was just a a couple, they had a golden retriever. The neighbor had a white, a white poodle, so they bred him. They had a golden doodle, and she was adorable and got one of those. But they gave her three little vaccines before we got her. I didn't think much of it, but she she experienced uh, itching for about two years, and a really good natural vet that knows the dangers of vaccines and. We worked with her, gave her no sodes and homeopathics to help her ditch the vaccines and good food, and she eventually just um, just um, worked her way out of it. But um, in my opinion, rabies is a, a scam. You know, all these puppy things they come up with, they come up with all these things they can get. What are they? I don't even know what they are. But they'll give puppies as many vaccines as you allow them. And in my opinion, you do this and you're, you're just making your puppy weaker and you're going to be dealing with a lot of problems by vaccinating your puppy. Just my experience. So do what you want to do. I wouldn't do it. I know, yeah. And then when you go want to go rescue a dog, which we need to do because these dogs are in rescue jail and they need homes, and they just vaccinate the pants off them. But, so you can save a puppy. Go to the uh, 
puppy, puppy meal, you know, what do they call them? Whatever it is. These places where the city houses all the puppies, put them, puts them in jail. So if you want a puppy, go there, get one out of there, and you'll do them good and give them good food and whatever vaccines they've been given, they'll eventually just get rid of them. Just feed them raw meat, raw chicken, good fat. They'll be fine. They'll get rid of it. Might take a year or two, but sometimes they don't even itch or anything and they just do okay with the vaccines. But the whole thing is a humane society and all these even natural places that there's a place called Paws, P-A-W-S in Texas that they're really good people and they find dogs and cats out and they gather them, but then they shoot the pants off them. They're so indoctrinated with these vaccines. It's terrible. They don't know what they're doing. They should know better, but they don't because they've been programmed and um, it's just dumb. I don't know what other way to say it. They just don't know what they're doing. Hi, Patrick. When I saw this video by the famous Peter Atta, I laughed because he's the exact opposite of what you teach. Check it out. When I did, I maybe we can play this a little bit. Okay, here it is. Okay, listen to this guy. Yes, and we were talking about this special calendar I had, and uh, I thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of show what that calendar is. So it's called My Life in Weeks. Uh, there are many companies that make these, I believe, but the one that I use is made by a company called 4K Weeks. Obviously, you can buy these online, pretty easy to fill in. So what does this thing do? So it's a calendar where each square, and if you look closely, you'll see that each square is either colored in if you've already passed it, or it's unfilled if you haven't. Each square represents a week of your life. So you do need to draw a line in the sand for this to work. And uh, so my line in the sand is at 88 years. So uh, again, the point of this is not that you would know when you're going to die. The point of this is to create a sense of urgency around life. So every week, every Sunday to be specific, I take a Sharpie and I color in one of the squares, the square that of course corresponds. I can't think of anything more ridiculous and more uh, the, a better way to shorten your life than to put all that energy into um, a week, a day, a month, exactly opposite as the emailers say what I teach. I don't know if I teach it, I just talk about it. It's just really, really silly. People have no idea um, <laughs> I don't know. They just don't know. So I, I do whatever I can because I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to do here except, except um, share with you some ideas to help you um, get what you want, do what you want to do, and help you to live longer and happier. Because uh, this whole idea of time is so misunderstood, and it's just so. I mean, once you get it. Once you really get it, that there is no time, once you really get that there's nothing that moves, nothing that moves, except our mind. 
And that really doesn't move. Well, it does, but it doesn't. That's it. We, it's crazy. We go, it's so fun. It, when you're going to meditate or contemplate or just think quietly to yourself, and you'll hear people say, use the term monkey mind, or I can't turn my mind off, or that kind of thing, or I can't stop thinking, right? And I understand that. And we've all been there. And it gives the, it gives the impression of time because it gives the impression that we're going from this thought to the next one and then the one that we there goes into the past and the next one that we're going to go to goes to the future. You can see how we kind of get this idea, right? Where you would get that idea. Past, present, future. But that's not always what's going on. What's going on and I've only, I've only got this by going deep meditation and contemplation and looking at it on the inner and you see exactly how it works. Where say you have a thought of, I don't know, just take one. I don't deserve love or something like that. You know, think about a negative thought. Um, or I do deserve love. Let's do that one. That that idea, that thought, emerges out of nowhere. It just comes into existence. It's almost like in the now. Because it does come from anywhere else. There's nowhere else except now. And then, depending on what you and I do with that state of consciousness of, oh, I really deserve love, we can then go into another positive oh thought. And they're all they're all sprouting up from out of nowhere to something. So they don't go anywhere. They just kind of dissipate and the next one comes up like a hologram but it's all now. For there is no future. There is only now. I mean, Eckhart Tolle, dude, he wrote 120 books on the idea of the power of now. And uh, I don't know if he ever really got to it because I've never read any of his books. I, I didn't feel the need. Um, I know what my experience is. And my experience to me is more powerful than reading somebody's book about it. But cool. I guess he's helped a lot of people think about it. But, you know, that's it. And once you really get this, life just kind of changes because there's absolutely there's absolutely no reason to spend any time thinking about what's going to happen, also known as worry, right? Which we've all done plenty of this lifetime, thinking about what's going to happen because 
there is no future. So if we think about what could happen tomorrow, obviously it helps it to happen because we're thinking about it and that's how we create our experience. So it just depends. I mean, it just depends on how much energy you want to put into something you don't want to happen. And the more you do, then the more it's going to happen. Or the more you don't, the less it's going to happen. It's really, but that that now thing is very important. And I wish I had a really cool magic bullet that I could help you take to get this. And I can't. I don't. Um, the only way I got it was to have such a deep desire to understand how I could live my life and be pretty much happy, be happy all the time, or at least be okay, or at least be okay with what's going on. Or that's all I ever wanted, you know, was just to be okay with what's going on in my life. That's all. Just be okay. I do what I want to do. Just be okay. I mean, think about that, how simple that is. A, a request. You know, I just want to be okay. I just want to be okay with where I am and do what I want to do and just always be okay. You've met people like that. and They've figured it out. And you too can figure it out if you want. Understanding some of these geeky spiritual things I like to talk about is because it helps to, to lay the groundwork so you can start, hmm, that's interesting. That's, is that possible? Now, I know people who have done this. And you can do it simply by Never mind any of the um, mechanics of the soul, mind, body. Forget all that stuff. Might be too geeky for you. Um, I've known people that just had this deep, deep, deep trust in God or divine spirit or whatever their their spiritual path was. Not it's it's rare, but I've met them, and they just believe that everything's going to be okay and that's how they live their life and they just don't worry about anything. I've known people like that. And it's pretty fun because the more that we don't concern ourselves with something that hasn't come into existence yet, right, then it won't come into existence because it can't. So the more you do it, the more you do it. So the happier you are. And the happier you are, the less stress there is on the body and the healthier you are, and it just kind of works. Because you're happy, healthy, <laughs> happy, healthy, and happy. So the happier you are, the healthier you are. So this person sent me this. It's funny. Patrick, I agree. Absolutely, there are no viruses. Vaccines are used to poison people. Do you think that this news report by Mike Adams as to the scare 
us, our own mRNA change our DNA just like plants do through epigenetics and is why they are putting it in the animals we consume. Yeah, there's this story out of uh, Natural News saying that um, uh, that high linoleic acid content in pork, which they get from the soy and the corn, have an even bigger reason to avoid it. Since 2018, pork producers have been using customizable mRNA-based vaccines on their herds. Uh, This is the very first mRNA-based livestock vaccine, a swine influenza, um, licensed in 2012, was developed by the Harris Vaccines. The company followed up with an avian influenza in 2015, Harris Vaccines, and was acquired by Merck Animal Health later that year. CureVac developed an mRNA-based vac rabies shot for pigs in 2016. Yeah, I, I don't. If they give all these things to all this commercial pork, boy, I wouldn't go anywhere near this stuff. I don't know if it's true. Um, could be. You know, natural news tends to put out a fear-based stuff, but it could. Um, changing our DNA, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. Uh, I just don't. So be careful with pork. If the pig producers are putting all this stuff in there, you're going to have to find, you know, you can go to, um, well, they're not selling meat right now, but I was going to say uh, Amos, Amos Miller Organics. Uh, the feds aren't letting them sell. But you can you can Google up or grass-fed, organic, no-grain pigs online and get some pork. And uh, I've seen some places and then our place on at the farmer's market. So if you like piggies, um, if they're shooting all these guys up, it's just terrible. Terrible. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. I found an organic pork at the HEB and I was just going to try just for fun even though I have my pork guy at the market and I went online and looked them up. They had their the brand name on there and evidently they're, but I'm going to email them and see how far that organic thing goes. So we're really having, having to get clever here, aren't we, about, you know, what... Um, what we want to eat and not getting stuff in our body that we don't know what it is. It's pretty amazing that we don't, um, that we have to to do this. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We're live here on the 21st. Tomorrow's Earth Day. 
not sure what that means, but it's her thing. Um, upon hearing your most recent show, you talk a lot about this. This is from Eric in Abilene. I'm right there with you about feelings, thoughts, and the power thereof. Also a strong report about we don't need to kill anything. All nouns are there for a reason. And the reason isn't for us to have something to kill. The show context reminded me strongly of a song that touched my heart I wanted to share it with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I This idea of killing things that we think are going to hurt us. I think that this is a real disconnect that we probably want to just let go of. We kill other species, fish, shrimp, cows, pigs, goats, rabbits, to eat. Everybody's killing somebody, broccoli, whatever we kill. They're living too. They give up their life for us. And if we do it with compassion and love and gratefulness, like the Indians who would shoot a buffalo and they would pray to the buffalo, that the buffalo's spirit or soul moves on and evolves to something else, which they do. You don't kill a buffalo. You don't kill a cow. You kill their body, and then the cow goes on and does something else. So who knows? People talk about killing cows for meat. Maybe the cow is thanking you after he leaves its body because it gets to be another species. Maybe this next time he turns into a horse, or a dog, or a cat. They reincarnate just like we do. So have you done any real damage to the cow? Everybody reincarnates to something else. Gabby writes in, yeah, we talked about this with somebody, oh, with this, um, The fakeologist. Hi, Patrick. Celebrities fake their, their deaths all the time. John Lennon came out of hiding in the late 2000s. I don't believe that. Pretending to be Mark Stachek, a John Lennon impersonator. So it was John Lennon pretending to be someone pretending to be John Lennon. And she sent me this YouTube video. And the guy doesn't sound anything like John Lennon. He doesn't look like John Lennon. So... Why would they do that? I mean, you'd have to get Yoko Ono and all the people all in on the deal. 
Hi, Patrick. I really enjoyed your show with Crow Triple Seven. I never knew this man existed. Yeah, he, he does. I had to listen to the show twice just to make sure I wasn't hearing what, what I wanted to hear due to the fact that I such a kindred spirit and rapport with the words spoken during the show. Now I know. I no longer have to believe one day when I get some value, I will be sure to send it your way, Patrick. Oh. Yeah, speaking of that, we've been really getting some, a bunch of responses to our donation thing that we're asking and I'm just so grateful to have your support and um, um, your loyalty. I mean, it's just, I cry sometimes when I think about it. And um, you get me crying now. And so, you know, a bunch of people have just been doing $10 a month, 20 bucks a month, and because we've just been asking, so we wouldn't have to depend on the sales as much because they, our sales have gone down even though our listenership is good and growing a little bit, um, the sales have gone down. I think people are just having a hard time um, and they're concerned about spending money because everything's so catty, catty wampus, you know. So if you'd like to support us, you can just go to our donation tab and send us 10 or 20 bucks a month and poof, And we'll just get enough going that way and who knows, we might not even have to have commercials. But we do now because it's one of the ways we support ourselves. I think this is the last day. Oh man, did we run out? Let's see. Yeah, last day for the mushroom commercial. So we won't run that. We'll run this one. If I find it. Hmm. Well, I lost it. So, isn't it, is, don't you wonder, don't you, wouldn't you like to know where things that Sometimes it's just appearing on your computer go. This is a good one, and this is a great product. Uh, no matter what kind of diet you're on, I think you'll like this, really. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum 
in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great, it's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube. Dr. Patrick Flanagan has been regarded as one of the most important scientists in the last 50 years. We talked to him about sulfur. There's a product called organic sulfur, and organic sulfur uh, was put into trade in 1865 as organic sulfur. Some people call it MSM or methyl sulfonylmethane, but most of the MSM in health food stores uh, have been contaminated with a kind of silica that prevents its absorption by the body. But anyway, what happens is that if you take a, a, a tablespoon of MSM and uh, of the organic sulfur in hot water in the morning and a tablespoon in the afternoon, uh, it, it sulfates 192 different compounds, uh, heavy metals from the periodic table. And, and once it sulfates them, I'm talking about radioactive elements and other things. Once it sulfates them, uh, these uh, sulfates cannot stay in, in the uh, human body for more than 12 hours. And what Dr. Flanagan just mentioned is one of the key reasons why our sulfur is different from most out there, Amazon, no matter where you go, because it's pure. Click and order, front page, oneradionetwork.com. Would you like a discount? Just email me, four pounds or more, a discount, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com. Otherwise, two pound orders, United States, Canada, worldwide, three prices. Click and order, oneradionetwork.com. Know the Source on One Radio Network. Know the Source. It's about 15 minutes after the hour as we're live here on the 21st of April. April. Good to have you along. Sorry about the phones. And I called them yesterday. Hey, what are you guys doing? It's kind of complicated why we still don't have them, so I won't even get into it. Doesn't matter. They'll be up soon and We'll be able to. We'll be able to talk to you. Yeah, I wanted to finish up a little bit for more emails. By the way, if you uh, like to join the show, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com as we're live here Friday morning. Um, I want to get more into the idea. I'm just so excited about this idea of not killing anything. You know, we talked about the cows and all that and, and why we we kill broccoli and cows because and, that's their job. They give up their life for us and that's cool. As long as we're grateful, really grateful and do it with respect, uh, it's all good. Well, anything else, anything else, 
I think, and this is my opinion, and I could be wrong here, but I just don't see a need. And the natural world is full of this. Everybody's trying to kill something. The biggest one is parasites. Right? Parasites. Uh, candida, overgrowth, viruses, of course, bacteria, colloidal silver, hydrogen peroxide, all this stuff. And I think it's just a waste of time and I believe in the coming years we're going to all find out it's going to be more common knowledge. Um, That there's just no need for it. And isn't it an exciting thing to think about? that there's nothing in our body that is trying to kill us, that's trying to eat something, that's trying to end our life, that's trying to nothing, 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 nothing. Even cancer cells, they're trying to do something. I actually think they're trying to eat up um, dead material. which is why I've known some people, not a lot, but some folks that we've talked to, and I've talked to off the air, that when they were diagnosed with some sort of cancer, that didn't do much of anything except straighten out their lifestyle, their diet, their exercise, their sun exposure, their exposure to chemicals, uh, the way they think, You could change all those things and I believe the cancer will just fade away. The cancer, it's not going to cause a problem. My opinion, could be wrong, that what causes a problem when you listen to the cancer doctors, the millions of them, the cancer centers, the, uh, the mausoleums they built, the George F. Doe Cancer Center, huge They just keep making this thing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and deadlier and more to be afraid of. And the buildings get bigger. And the chemo gets more controlled and more activated and more, you know, on point, less damaging. And it's all a lie. It's all based on no real science. Their whole thing is that it's a genetic disease and it's not. No proof to that. It's a lifestyle disease. It's not really a disease. The cancer is trying to do something. And I believe parasites are trying to do something. I believe parasites are trying to eat up dead tissue that we cause by stinking thinking and toxins and Parasites are trying to get stuff out. Candida is there for a reason. I mean, is there a case where the parasites or the tumors could be so advanced that you'd have to get rid of them? Probably. So I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But frankly, I think that's rare. How can I, I don't know. There's 
billions of peoples on the earth, but I don't know. But so I think that you know the takeaway is uh, I would encourage you not to believe and let go of the idea that something can hurt you. That something is out there trying to kill you in your body, outside your body, some germ, some virus, some bacteria, some terrorist, some Russian, whatever. It's the whole thing is the same nuclear war. Now the latest is central bank digital currencies. They're going to eat up our AI We have free will. We have free will. None of these things, these things that they're creating, trying to create in our mind, can have any effect on us unless we participate in them. We're going to figure out a way how to deal with life and money, even if they try to shove a IMF digital currency or a central bank Federal Reserve digital currency or a European central currency. Yeah, they're going to do it. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to participate and it's not going to be an end well for them because it's just a trap to control you. There'll be millions of people that'll do it. But you and I don't have to do it. What are we going to do? I don't know yet. But we don't have to do it. We're going to figure out a way. Have you ever known how, when you really need it to figure something out if you trusted God and asked for guidance that you couldn't figure something out, have you ever known that to be the case? There's always a way. That's a beautiful spiritual uh, component. There is always a way. Even if we don't know what the way is right now. And we don't. But there's a way. And the way is going to pop up. People will create something um, who knows? So at this point, we do the whole thing on a wing and a prayer. Now, if you if you have a bunch of dollars, good for you. Um, there's all kinds of things you can do. You know, if you have a bunch of dollars kind of stashed away at the bank, I don't, I'm not a medical, or I don't, I don't give financial advice, but just my opinion as a friend of yours, you know, if you had a bunch of dollars now, today, I would just, I would get them, somehow get them out of the bank. Uh, the banking system is crazy mazy. Um, you have no idea what they're going to do. They pretty much can do whatever they want. Um, You might want to call my friend Fred, 800-878-2646, and get some gold and silver coins, collectibles, or the pre-64 coins, 800-878-2646. You can jam up and jelly tight on those. Get some of that money out of your bank, and you're not going to lose money. I mean, well, I can't say that for sure, but the chances of gold and silver going down significantly from here, in my opinion, is like zero. Oh, they'll go down a little bit day after day, you know. They go down five bucks or ten bucks or 
Today they're even down $27. But they go back up $30 tomorrow. It's just people buying and selling gold. But this this level that we're at with gold at 2000 and silver at about 25 and all the experts' opinions, people that do the charts, virtually everyone you talk to that you know really understand how this game works, because these 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 markets are all controlled. There's no free market in gold and silver, right? We know that there there just isn't. Um, the chances of it really taking a big hit from where they are pretty slim. It could anything could happen, but I think you're still safer, safer there than you are with um, in the bank. And then you could just have me, if I had a bunch of bucks in the bank, which I do not at the moment, I would get, I would get some $100 bills from the bank and take those home. You know, no matter what they do, with this digital currency thing, in my opinion, $100 bills are going to be good for a long, 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 long time. Why is that? Well, there's trillions of $100 bills all over the world. Trillions. I don't know how many, but a lot. And then there's trillions of dollars, computer dollars, which most of them are, out there all over the world. Pension funds and all kinds of derivatives and puts and calls and all this stuff. There's no way they can just dump out of this dollar thing. And they can't do it. It's going to be a long, protracted move into digital currencies, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to be forced to do it. So I think the dollar will be usable, spendable in every form for a long time to come. So if you got them, just hold on to them. Or, you know, spend them, but I mean, don't, um, I, I wouldn't leave them in the bank. The banking thing is so, you know, what's going on, you know, I have no idea. 